0: Today's daf is Gittin Dav Peches, And we are 15 lines from the top of Daf Peches. Ahmed Aleph, the two dots, Getcha Kosful Ivris vechulu Ksav Soifer eight Kosher. Today's daf is being learned. Le'ilu'i Nishmas Yisrael Alter Ben Yaakov. So yesterday we learned three Mishnayas, that dealt with some of the technicalities about k'sivah saget. The last mishnah towards the end mentioned the halacha that we've seen already a few times in the mesachta, and that is ksav soifer the eid kosher. So a get we know has to be signed by two eidim. Major Machloikis, Rameyer and Rabbi Lazar. What the function of those eidah chasima are? According to Rameyer, Eide chasima karte. It's those two signatures that are Mahava the geirishin. There's a halacha that in order for a get to be effective, it requires edus. According to Rameir, the edus that make the get a get, that make the Geirishin a Geirishin, are the edi Hasima. Rabelaza argued, Rabelaza throughout the Masechta holds, edi mesirikarti, but even Rabelaza acknowledges that tikun this was one of the big tachones that Chazal instituted that Aidim should sign a get. Either way, the Mishnah said that if you have a get that is, quote, Ksav the aid, that in and of itself is going to be kosher. Now, it sounds like just from reading the Mishnah that the soifer writing the get and one aid signing on the get makes the get kosher, as if to say you don't need to aid him. Not just that, the Lashin Kasher is a Lashin of Lichat meaning we had the Mishnah on Daf Pe Vav, where the Mishnah talked about the Gimel Gitim Psulim, the Imnisis Havlat Kasher. Those were examples of gitin that are Pusul, albeit Midrabanon, and it's only Bedeevit Imnisis Havlat Kasher. This Halacha is Ksav Kasher, which sounds like that even Lichat even midra bonon you can use a get like this. And the question is, what does this even mean? So I'm Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi said, That in order to understand the Mishnah, the first thing you have to do is you have to change the word of the Mishnah. And that is, it's not Ksav Soifer, quote-unquote, but it's chasam Soifer, quote-unquote. In other words, Avada, there were two witnesses the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that even if one of the witnesses was the Seifer himself, so the same person that was paid to write the get is also one of the two witnesses, that in and of itself is going to be okay. Rabbi Chizda heard Rabbi he said it must be that Rabbi learned that the Mishnah was going according to Rabbi Yisi and that would then make sense why the Halacha would be Chassam Seifer shanino. So what does that mean? So Rashi explains, and this was really a Gemara that we had earlier in the Masechta, Rabbi Yisi's Shita is that Mililo Okay, what does this have to do with anything? Because really, anytime you see a, a get where one of the signatures is the cipher, you have to be suspect that maybe the husband instructed a shliach to go tell the cipher to write a get and to go tell two Aden, none of which were the cipher, to sign the get. But the Shliach, when he came to the cipher, he felt bad a little bit, telling the cipher that, you know, the husband trusts you to write the get, but he doesn't trust you to sign the get. To be a kasherate is a big deal. And we're concerned, Ulai, maybe, Tamer, the Shliach, pushed out of a sensitivity, might have told the cipher, that the husband asks you to sign the get even though he really wasn't supposed to. So anytime you see a get where this chasam Cypher, where one of the eidim is the cipher, you always have to be a little bit concerned that maybe really the husband didn't want the cipher to be the aid. It's just the shliach that he appointed to go find the eidim did his own thing. Now. If you hold that a shliach has the right to do his own thing, then you would have to be concerned. But if you hold that a shliach does not have a right to do his own thing, well, then there's much less of a reason to have to be concerned. Rabbi Yossi, Shita is mili in l'shliach. Not for now, but in the sugi of mili, that would mean that a shliach would not have the right to go be shliach for something that's mili baalma, it's for that reason. Aliba the rabbi you don't have to be concerned that maybe the shliach went rogue and he decided on his own to tell the cipher to go sign on the get, and therefore if the seifer signed together with another aid, it's going to be kosher So Rabbi you said that when the Mishnah says ksav seifer aid kasher, really what it means is chasam seifer. That makes sense. You don't have one aid, you have two them You have two bona fide kasher aid. So whether you hold aidi chasim akarti or whether you Behold, that the Adam sign of Neitikon Oylem. I have a get that has two Edom. However, being that really there should be a little bit of a chashash, that maybe the husband never wanted the cipher to... Signed the sketch, Rav Chizda said, you have to make the Akimta that were going according to Rabbi Yossi. According to Rabbi Yossi, immediately the the of the wanted to do his own thing, he could not have done it. You don't have that As a result, you end up with two regular Adams. Up to a little postscript to this. Suba's there was a Ksuba that was brought to Rabavo's Bezdin. So, this Ksuba had Adam signed on it, and the Ksuba, the document was brought to Rabbavo for the purpose of doing Kim Staris. Now, Rabavoz Bezdin looked at the shtar, and they recognized the handwriting of the cipher, and they recognized the signature of one of the eden However, not the other of the eight. So the Haviyadili Tufsa, they recognized the Seifur who wrote the typhus who wrote the Shtar, and they recognized the signature of one of the eidem. Now, so the then got together and they said, I think this is going to be kosher. Because even though you need to do Kim stars, and we're only doing Kim stars on one of the eidem, but the Mishnah says that even for a get Isha, Ksav ve eid Kosher. Kalvachaymer, Ben Benoishal Kalvachaymer for a Ksuba document. This should be the Alacha. Rabbi Yirmi was near, and I'm going This is Rabbi Tasai. He said, no, that's not the Geras in the Mishnah. It's not Ksav Cypher, but it's Chassam Cypher Shonino. You need the cipher to actually sign. And if the cipher didn't sign, like in this case, it's really not going to be okay. Now, the truth is that the Gemara ends here, but really, we discussed this part of the Mishnah on Dav Pei on Beis. In fact, the Gemara over there, brought a machloik is Rav and Shmuel had to learn this line of the Mishnah of Ksav Soifer VeEid Kasher. Rav learned, like Rav Yirmir just learned in our sugya that it's not Ksav Soifer VeEid, it's Chasam Soifer VeEid. But Shmuel argued. Shmuel said that no, you don't change the gears in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Ksav Soifer, it means Ksav Soifer. Aye, what's the Kasher? How could it get be Kosher with only one aid? And not just that, it's Kosher Lechadchila, it's not even one of the Gimel Gitim This is something that's going to be Kosher Lechadchila and and Shmuel Maid and Akimta were talking about with this cipher was a safra muvok, which Rashi explained that this cipher was Baki Gitin. He was a real real mumcha. He was a real real expert. And if this cipher would write a get, we know for sure that the husband instructed him to write again. get. And being that we know for sure that he's working per the instructions of the husband, so this is going to be different. When you have a ksav cipher with a cipher as a cipher muvak, which gives us an umder and the muhach that everything was done in the up and up, in that case, everything is actually going to be okay. Again, this is something that was discussed a few times in the course of the Masechta. We're going to go right Either way, the Mishnah said that when Adam sign, so lichat chila, the way an H should sign is, he should write his name, and he should write Ben Plaini. So Ish Pliny Ben Ish Pliny. that's the the perfect way to write a get, or to sign a get. It's not Ma'akiv, however, the Mishnah said that if you're gonna only write your name and not mention your father's name, you have to add the word aid. Or if you're gonna only write that I'm Ben Ish Pliny and I'm not gonna write my name, again, I have to write the word aid. So again, the Mishnah inside Ish Pliny aid Kasha Ben Ish Pliny aid Kasha ish ployni, ben ish you' like kasav e, kasher. So if you write ish plainy ben ish then it's going to be kosher even if you didn't write a. But if you're not going to write ployni ben ployni, you're either going to write ployni or you're going to write ben pliny. In that instance already, you would have to write the word a. Then the Mishnah said, kasav chani chasay, v'chani chasa kosher. That in the event that you wrote the name, of the man or the name of the woman, Chani or Chani but you didn't write the actual name. What you wrote was the Chani Chani in that instance, it's going to be Kosher as well. The question is, what does Chani and Chani even mean? So the Gemara is not going to discuss it. The Gemara is going to Add a caveat to the halacha of the Mishnah, but not actually be mafarish the Mishnah. So, if you want to know pashupshat what the Mishnah means, for that already you have to be maayan in the Rishonim. And there are several different shatan. I'll just mention two. One shot that the Rishonim say is that if a person is going to write the name of the man or the name of the woman of the get and refer to them based on some familial name. So if you look at Rashi, for example, Rashi in the Mishnah says, Chani Mishpacha Kula. So it's what we would call today a last name. So it's not if they had proper last names then, but that's the concept. And as a result, if somebody would be referred to by their last name, that would be kosher. And that's the title of Chani It's considered kosher. It's an appropriate way to describe a person. Another chat that the Rishonah mentioned is that people for When they refer to themselves for inyonni kudusha so they 'll Refer to themselves as Ishpoini ben ishpoini. If someone's called up for an aliyah, if you're diving for a chayla, if you're learning Le'ilu Nishmas, right, that's usually the way you refer to a person. Once upon a time, it wasn't uncommon for a person to say that the way I want to be called up for my aliyah is not Ploini ben Ploini, but Ploini ben one of my Zedas. And that would be a Chani Chasa, Chani Chasa. We are, we're taking the patriarch of the family, even if he lived generations earlier, and that was apparently somewhat customary. And that's what the Mishnah when it says, Again, this is Shemes HaGitin. You have to get the name right. So if you would write that, that would be kosher as well. Either way, regardless of what the Pshat of Chani and Chani is, the Gemara begins with a price. When... We talk about using chani chasoy or chani chasa in the context of git and ad yodiris. You're allowed to go up to ten generations. Shimon al said, three generations is going to be kasher. Mikam if you're going to go back more than three generations, it's going to be pasher. so chanina... Kos of Chanichas obvious for Gittin Adimel Doiras. Rabbi Chanina said the Chanichas get in his Kosher if you go up to three Doiras. Like which one of the two Tanoim was he, he saying is Allah? So it's pretty easy. There were two Shiters in the Bais. So one Shitter said ten generations. Rabbi Shimon Alazzer said three generations. Rabbi Chanina also said three generations. Not a lot of suspense. So come on, Rabbi Shimon Obviously he's going point to, to Rabbi Shimon who said Nefurish. Three generations. So you have this halacha, of chani chasa and chani chasa, and now we're qualifying it in a major way. We're saying it's only up to three daires, or it's only up to ten daires. So let's go back to the two pshatim that we learned in chani chasa and chani chasa and see how this makes sense. If chani chasa and chani chasa is the way Rashi explained it, it's talking about a last name. So what does it mean up to three generations, up to ten generations? So the way that Rishonim explained it is that if there's a a, a last name, a surname, a shame levoy, that was used, but then it stopped being used. And now you decided for this get, you want to bring back this last name. So if it hasn't been used for up to three doyroys, it's fine. More than that, it's not fine. According to the Tanakhama, 10 doyroys. So the b'risa that discusses three doyroys, 10 Dairies, it's talking about how many doyroys this last name has been sitting on the sidelines. And you want to now bring it back again, that's fine. But there's a certain statute of limitations. If it hasn't used for a certain amount of time, at that point, you wouldn't be able to use it anymore. As it relates to the other pshat that we mentioned, that what does it mean, chani chassi, chani Instead of saying, ish ployni ben ployni, you want to say, ish ben a certain zayda, said the price is very posh. It's how many more deiris can you go back? Person could say, is a certain amount of generations from the of Meilich. I want to use the of Meilich. Okay, according to M'shem Alaza, is he three deiris? Is he 10 daughters? And that's the Machloikis. The Machloikis is, if you're going to use a name that's from one of the Zetas, how many generations can you go back? Either way, we have a Machloikis over here, whether it's 10 generations or three generations. Not for now, but I am related. raid bites. We once spoke out an epic shtickle from Rabruvin Margolis. It's in the Sefer Nefesh Chaya, where he says that you find in many, many different places in Chazal, this idea of three generations and ten generations being a very, very significant number as relates to Yichos. and really you see it in the Torah in Parashas Kiseitze. The Torah says Lo Yovai Mamzer Gam Lo So a Mamzer is not allowed to enter the Kallah Hashem, even the tenth generation. The Torah says it again Lo Mayavi Gam Lo Hashem Ad With regards to the Mitzri, the Pasik says. So you see this concept of up to three generations. You see this concept of up to ten generations. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Yehuda Magolus has a whole bunch of ma'amarim with brilliant cheshevyness as it relates to these two numbers. Either way, the Gemara now is going to present a very welcomed. Half a omid or so of Agada to Gemara, Zakh Te Gemara. Um, Rafuna. Rafuna said, Maikara, what's the Makar to the Shita of Rab Shimon we said is also the Shita of Rabchanino. And that is that there's some significance of three daughters. Specifically as relates to Shema HaKetan. That the Mishnah says you can use Chani Chasa. What's the Taich? The Taich is up to three generations. So he said, I have a pasik in the Torah. It says, And you see from here, Bonim that's generation two, that's generation three, and after that, it's Vinay What does Vinay mean? Miloshan, old. So after three generations, at that point, it's already old, it's already bygones. At that point, you can't use the I'm Reb Shoban Levi, Reb the Levi, said, Eretz Yisrael was not destroyed until there were seven families of kings. So, Dinam usually means courts. But in this, Instance it means the court of the king, not the bezdin. But mm-hmm. so there were seven families that were over the and that's when Eretz Yisrael was Kharif. Now, which Khurban Eretz Yisrael are we talking about? Is this Bayez Rishon? Is this byesheini? Right? Which Khurban is it? So Rashi says, and it's going to be very clear in the Gemara. We're talking about the Golas of the Aseres hashvatim. So when Melech Ashur came and he exiled the ten tribes, that's this Khurban Eretz Yisrael that they we're that we're referring to, and this happened after there was seven. Families of kings that were even about Elohim. These are the families: And how do you know all this? Shenemar. It's based on a pasuk. It says Um So Um is a lotion of churban of it being desolate. So the land was Um after seven generations, so this pasik is describing Khurban specifically the Golos of Daseres Hashvatim, and it says, so You see that it has something to do with seven. Generations or seven families of kings that were, if they have a desire. Amr, um, Ravami, Ravami said, is there a Pasik in the Torah itself? So Avami said, yeah, it says, Ki Bonim, Bonim, and that's why we're talking about this. So where do you see this in Ki Bonim, Bonim? So if you look at the last Toysfah on the Amr, the says, Ki the word Ki is Chadar, it's one generation, Bonim is Traytar, it's another two generations, one plus two is three. Ubnei is another dar. it's five. And then Bonim is another tradear, dar. Zayin. You end up with seven generations. But either way, there's a concept of seven generations. There were seven families, seven Batei Dinim of kings that worshipped Avaydazara, And it was after that, that there was the Golos of the Aserosh Ashvatan. Now, if you look at Rashi, Rashi makes two observations. The first observation that Rashi makes is that all the kings that were mentioned were kings that were members of the Malche Yisrael, as opposed to the Malche based of it. So we know that after Shlomo HaMelech passed away, his son Rechavim became the king, and then he was challenged by of Benavad, and the Malchus was divided into two groups and it would remain this way, unfortunately, for a very, 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 very long time. But the point is that there were two tracks of kings within the Jewish world that were operating at the same time. This is all during in the times of the first base amikdash. You had the Malche Yisrael and you had the Malche based stuff. And now all the kings that were mentioned here were Malche Yisrael. So Rashi muches a little bit. Why are we only mentioning the Malche Yisrael? Why are we not mentioning the Malche based stuff? Another mucher that Rashi has is that why we only count these seven. It sounds a little bit like these were the seven bad kings. And the truth is, if you know the history a little bit, it seems like we skipped over some others that. You would have thought we're also oved avodah zara. So Rashi addresses both of these questions in a long tanakh type Rashi. More on this note. i um, the Rav of Rav Asi. Rav, so Rav Rav Asi both told Rav. It says regarding Hoshea Ben Elo. The following passage. It says Vayas Horab So this is Hoshea. He's a king, one of the Malchus Israel, and he was he was bad. Vayas Horab However, the Pasik says, meaning he was bad, but he was he was not that bad. And then, then the Pasik says, the very, very next pasuk, melech Ashur eved mincha." So the Pasik says the was bad, but not nearly as bad as his predecessors. And you know what happened during his time? Shalmeneser, the king of Asher, came, and the Golus of the Asaras Hashvatim happened. So, Rav Ami and Ravasi. They both told Rav they were muching a little bit. They didn't understand that if Heshea is not that bad, so why did the Gullah Dafka happen during his time? And how do you even read the Pesukim? Heshea is not nearly as bad as his predecessors. Oh, and that's why it was Dafka during his lifetime. It almost sounds like, as opposed to his predecessor's lifetime, that all the tznaris started to happen. Amal Husarav told them. Boil. Hisheh attack wasn't so bad. In fact, one of the good things that Hisheh did was is he took the shaymrim that Yeravim and Avad had infamously placed that all the precious drachen not to allow the Yidin to be oiler and he was mevapled them. But despite that, the yidden still were not oiler regel. So Now they're gonna be punished for all the years that they weren't the oil regal. Meaning the reason in the times of Aisha the Yiddin were punished so terribly was because now the Chet of the yiddin not being Aylaregal suddenly became manifest. Meaning up until this point it wasn't such a taina because it was a really bad person, a khaitiu one of the people that the mission says is that was operating and he wasn't letting the yiddin be Aylaregal because of all the Takhpulays and the strategies that he had come up with. So it wasn't such a taina. In Davkin, the times of Aisha, who's not so bad. Who was not nearly like his predecessors? In which way? In that he was specifically mevatel all these Shaimrim, and he made it now suddenly feasible and possible for you to be other So why do you not being other now? So in an ironic, counterintuitive way, because of some of the good that Eishya did, mitdamo plitzling this atayin on the yidden, and that's why it was dafkin his times that the yidden went into gull. Regardless, Miraim is the one that said to Joshua, I do slip in the pasuk that says, וייווייר אולנו כי צדק השם Eloi Keinu. So the Apostolic says Vayishkoi da Hashem al What does Vayishkoi mean? Rashi. Vayimaher. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought the bad and he brought it in a very, very quick way. And why did Abish to bring the bad in a quick way? Pitzadik Hashem Because Hashem is so righteous and he's always looking out for the Jews and that's why he didn't just bring bad. But it was pissing. It happened very, very quickly. Vayishkoi da Hashem al It was done with his reasons. It makes no sense. Mishum de Tzadik Hashem Eloi Keinu. da Hashem al-Hara. Vayivye. Vayivye aleinu. You would think just the opposite, that if the Ebeshtah is a tzaddik, if he has rachamim, then he would delay it a little bit, right? The Ebeshter is an erech it's one of the yud gamel miday So what does it mean that because the Ebeshtah is a tzaddik, therefore va'yishkoit, eloh, asamereh, said, tzak, no, it's referring to something very, very specific, a certain righteousness that the Ebeshtah did with Klai Yisroh, shei gu'galo that the Ebeshtah brought on galo tzidkiyo, vadain golus tzidkiyo, vadain at the time, that Golos Yechania was still Chai and it was still raging. Now, what does this mean? So we know that the destruction of the first Beis HaMikdash in the eyes of Chazal happened in three Shlavan, Three Golos. The Gemara talks about this in somewhat detail, in Mesechtis Megillah, Tafiral from the Beis. And the Gemara there says that the first Golos was known as Golos Yehoyakim. It's because Yehoyakim was the king of the Yidden at the time. The second Golos was Golos Yechania. It's because Yechania was the king at the time. And the third Golas, which ultimately destroyed the base Amikdash, was Golas sitkiyo because he was the king at that time. Golas sitkiyo happened 11 years after Golas Yuchania, which is a very short period of time. And the Possek says, that it was a tremendous Siddhakh that the Abish did with saw that he made the ultimate korban, which is when all the Jews ended up in Bavel That's Bavel, Shom That's when the of Mikdash was destroyed. He made it so close in proximity to Galsichanya. What's the reason? Because it says regarding Galsichanya, this is Jewish history 101. It says, Hacharosh the Hamaskar So the Pasik. Pasha means that all the artisans were brought to Babel. So when Golos Yechonyeh happened, that's the second of the three Goliaths, son of and of he rounded up all the prodigies, like all the Jews that he thought were going to make a very big difference in Babel. Jews that would be good for his economy, etc., etc. But Chazal had a different understanding. Chazal said the Chorosh, these are not people that are good blacksmiths, for example. But Chorosh of the Shoshit when they opened up their mouths, nobody was able to talk. Nobody was able to say a word. You couldn't answer their kashas. You, you couldn't ask on them because they said so good. If they close a sugya, no one's going to ever open it up anymore. How many were they aleph? And that's what the bus means when it says but here's the point. The point is that these yidin, these thousand yidin, these superstars, these prodigies, by the way, we're very familiar with some of them, Hananya, Mishal, Azariah, Mardchai, Daniel, right? These were the, the great ones that were living at that time. They were all young and vibrant and available when all the rest of the Jews came, when Golis Sidgyo happened, and that was a bracha, because you had these thousand yidin there, so like this, they were able to make sure there would be yeshivas, and they were able to set up the civilization and the society in a very proper spiritual way, a civilization that would last through by his sheni, and the Talmud Bavli was written there, but the shrosham of it came from Golis Yechania, and the fact that Sidgiyo's Golis happened in such close proximity meant that the hashpah, of Golas Yechonyeh and the Yidin that were taken into exile, the Hanani, Mishol, Vazayas, Mertche, and Daniels of the world, were able to be mashpi on all these Yidin in a very appropriate way. And that's Ki Tzadik because really that saved the Jewish people. If the Yidin would have came and it would have been a Midbar, it would have been a big problem. Right, Chazal say that before the Yaakov Avinu and his family went to Mitzrayim, so he sent Yehuda to Goyshin. Why? To make a base at Talmud, the Targum uncle says to build a yeshiva. So the Shrushim were there in a very, very prominent way, and that's this Meridiget Sedar that the Ebushta did. That's the way Meremar understood the pasuk. Ula Amar, Ula said a different shot. Ula said, "You want to know what the pasuk means? What it means is with What it means is that the Ebushta made that the korban should happen two years." Before it was going to come to the number of the v'noishantem. So first of all, what does the word v'noishantem mean? So it's one of the themes of the daf. Ki u'bnei We brought this pasach in because it actually has a halacha in Hilchisk. See this again. Kosov chani chasley v'chani chasar. B'Shimad al-Azhar is of chanin. It says up to three diaries. How do I know that this pasach? Ki soylid banim u'bnei says, is also big 852. And the Ebeshtun understood that had 852 years passed before the Yidin were sent into Gaulas, from the time that they started worshipping Avodah it would have been all over. It would have been, V'naishantim means they would have been forgotten. V'naishantim means it would have been old. V'naishantim means it would have been too late. So what Ebeshtun did was, he brought the Gauls a little bit earlier. V'yishkai he brought it before it was supposed to come. Two years earlier. 850 years from when the Yidden entered Eretz Yisrael. Not 852 years. By doing that, it never came to V'noi And because it never came to V'noi like this, they didn't have the Gzera of V'noi Now, what's the Cheshben of 850? It's actually very easy math. From the times that the Yidden entered Eretz Yisrael, until Sholem HaMelech built the first base Mikdash. 440 years past. So, the first place I make there stood for 410 years. So it's 440 and 410, it's 850. And that's when Golis Hidgiyo, which is the Galus, took place. So it happened 850 years. Had it taken two years longer, then it would have been the gematria of Vino And then already it would have been too late. And that's this Indian of Hittem Shtei Shonem said You see from here Meheira the Marialmo That when the Ebesh says Meheira, how how long is Mehera? Mehera is tam ne meye It's 852 years. How do you know that? Because the Pasik says, mefurish, that if the Yidin are going to do the wrong thing, it says ki avoyt maher. The Yidin are going to be thrown out maher. And what was it supposed to be v'neishantem? What's v'neishantem? 852 years. So you see that the taich of Mehera by the Eveshta is really eight hundred fifty years. Now, please ask Sakasha, that it sounds a little bit like literally from the time that the Yiddin entered Eretz Yisrael, they were already being Ovid right? Because what's the whole point here? If you're going to be Ovid for Minyan V'noi then it's already going to be too late. So they must have made sure it never got to the point of V'noi Who said the Yiddin were Ovid Avai for all these years? All the years the Yiddin were Ovid Avai So the says that, yeah, that miyad hayu amongst from the moment they cross the yarden we know that together literally as they crossed the yarden with all the nisim and the flies they already had pesel micha with them and as a result it's considered an account but two interesting things before we go right there very very short the first is it's your dua that in the world of gematrias a Gematrius is allowed to be off by one. At first glance, it sounds a little like a cop-out, right? It's almost perfect. It has a Makar in the Rishonim that a gematria is allowed to be off by one and the Rishonim say the Makara is this Gemara. Why? Because the Evishtom made that the Yudin should get out before they came to Venoishantim. So how many years before did they get out? Two years before. If you're trying to prevent the Venoishantim, why did it have to be two years before? One year before would have been enough. The Teranciscus, if the gematria would have been off by one, it still would have been Venoishantim. This is the Rishonim. This is not a malitsa. So it's brought down. mamish from the Kadmoine Kadmoynem that you see from here. This is the source. This is the Makar, that a gematria is allowed to be off by one because if an Aishanth would have been off by one, it still would have been an Nishantan. To make enough an Ishantam, you have to make it off by two, a Another thing that the Swarmak Toshim say, in the Tayrid the that whenever we daven so we always say that the brocha should come, the Yeshua should come, Bim Haira So the taish, why isn't it Bim He said, because the Gemara says, de is It's 852 years. So we tell the Ibish. Eivishtha, we're davening, we want the gula to come, but not your bimheira. It shouldn't come before the Naishantem. It shouldn't come 852 years from now. It should be bimheira be a Meinu. What we consider a Meheira. During our lifetime, 850 years, that's a lot of Einuklach from now. We want that it should be bimheira be a Either way, we return to our regular program, which is intense, getting sugars. This is next summer that we're going to learn. This is a classic example of we you have an Abba Gemara, which is not so hard necessarily, but if you learn this Ahmed Be'i, and there's a lot going on Be'frat in the world of the Ktsais and the and some interesting Jewish history fascinating Inyanim Inyanim that we've Be'ezus Hashem spoken about several times over the course of the years, but the Mishnah now is going to discuss the infamous Get Mo'usa So what's a Get Mo'usa? Rashi says Mo'usa, one word, Be'chazaka Uh man has the choice whether he wants to divorce his wife or not divorce his wife. It's like no, it's like any other transaction. You got to decide if you want to get married, you got to decide if you want to get divorced, you want to buy, you want to sell. No one's really supposed to force you. Stating that there is a concept that sometimes Besden will deem it appropriate for a man to divorce his wife. And if he doesn't want to do it in a kind way, then Bechazaka, Besden's going to get involved. They're going to intervene and they're going to force this man to give a get to his wife. Now, an Isha on the other side can be Meguresh as Bal Karcha. She doesn't have a vote whether she wants to get divorced or not get divorced. But as far as the man goes, the past success of he gets to decide, stating that a very, very big chiddish, and that is that if Bezdin decided to force this man, assuming it was appropriate for Bezdin to do so, the get would be a get. A get where the husband was forced to give a get is what's known as a get meusa, And that's the topic of the balance of today's daf. Get meusa, a get where the husband was forced to give the get. Be Yisrael kasha. If he was forced by a bezdin shall Yisrael, meaning this was a Jewish bezdin that forced him to give the get, the get's going to be kasha. If, however, it was a non-Jewish court that forced a man to give the get, then the get's not going to be a kasha or As it relates to non-Jews, they could hit a man. And tell him, I say, I want you to do what the Bezin Shal Yisrael is telling you to do. In other words, a Bezin Shal Oved can't force a man to give a get. However, a Bezin Shal Yisrael can hire to implement, to be their shluchim to force the yid to give the get. So as it relates to the Bezdin that's presiding over this get, only a bezdin shall yisrael can execute a get shall the can't. As it relates to the actual executioners in a literal sense, so that could already be even as long as the Bezen sheyishrael is presiding over it, they can have these execute what they want to do. So Reb Nachman said in the name of the great Shmuel, kasha. When the Mishnah says that get is kasha, what it meant was that the bezin sheyishrael is operating kedin. So what does it mean kedin? It means that there's a woman who in halacha, the man is obligated to divorce, in an instance like that, Bezdin, if the man's not doing what he's supposed to do on his own right, can force him to do what needs to be done. However, Shalokedin, if Bezdin forced a man to give a get, but it was Shalokedin, meaning the man didn't have a, an obligation, i be halacha, to divorce his wife, so then the is possible. Even if it was a Bezdin, israel, the get's going to be possible. However, at the same time, upoysel, what does it mean, Upaisel? This woman is gonna be considered a grusha as it relates to marrying a kaye. So the get's not a good get. But at the same time, she's a grusha that you can't marry a kayeh. What is this called? We know what it's called. Rashi quotes it, reachaghet. So the get itself is taken out a Kosher again. but a reachet, that it is gonna be. Shwul continued, and he said, Uba kechavim as it relates to oivdi kechavim, If a Bez shal ivdi kechavim is the one that's presiding over this get, then the Allah is as follows. Kedin Paisel. If they did it, kedin, so the get's gonna be possible, like the Mishnah says. Khaven However, it is gonna be possible, the get will be a get as it relates to Rechaget, Shalay If it was I even if it's a rechaget, even that it's not going to be. Meaning the get is gonna be absolutely nothing. So the Mishnah said, get kosher, uba Shmu gave a very important commentary on the Mishnah. He said, No, you have to know the Mishnah, meaning. He's explaining the mission. He's not arguing with it. He's being Mefarish. He's giving you some of the Pirater Vedicto Care. What with the Protom of Shmuel. Again, Mosabi Isral is kosher. But it's only if it's Kedin. If it's Shalai Kedin, it's possible. But even Shalai Kedin, it's still going to be Paisal. It'll still be a again, But you should know it's still Paisal. But the only time it's paisel, meaning that it's considered a rekh again, is if it was Kedin, but if it was Shalai Kedin, then it would be Pasal, and it wouldn't even be Paisal. So the Gemara asks Akasha on the way Shmuel understood the Get Mo'osah of the Oiv What did Shmuel say? Oiv De'Kekhaven that forces a... Oh to give a is, it's possible, but it's possible. That's if it's Kedin. If it's shalay Kedin, it's possible, and it's not even possible. As it relates to oved who forced the you to give a get? Who was obligated to give again? So what's the Allah Apostle? of Shaq? If they have the ability to be ma'asa, like a Basin is Kashuri then it should even be kasha. And and if they don't have the ability to force so then it shouldn't even be possible. So the Gemara was muching on the way Shmuel understood get of an This distinction, this fine line. It's pasel, meaning it's not kashar again, but at the same time, it's also paisel and as a again And the man of Shaqen understand, Understand that. Now it's interesting. The Gemara is not asking on Shmuel's understanding of a get ma'usah bi shalik k'din, which is the same exact halacha. It's puzzel upaisel. The kasha of the Gemara, learning daf now. So let's just focus on what the Gemara says and not what the Gemara doesn't say. Is a question on Shmuel's halacha as it relates to a get ma'usah ke kechavim. It's pasal, yet it's paisel. And the Gemara says, "If they bnei then it should be kosher. And if the nap ne'yasuyeh, why is it even a re'echaget? So the Gemara says, I'm rabbi Shashim, rabbi Shashim said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm rabbi Shashim, i kosher. Really miday raiso, and I'm rabbi Shashim, has an ability to force a year to give again, it's going to be the same get. Umatam, amru pasal, why did it? Chazal say it's pasal, shlo yitayko le'achas, vachas, vay Because we're afraid that if a non-Jewish Bezdin can force a man to give a get, the get's going to be kosher, a woman who finds herself in a difficult marriage. She may hire one of these non-Jewish courts and they'll be on the take and they'll do anything that needs to be done. Now, even though they're only able to do it if it's Kedin, not if it's Shalai Kedin, but it's still a slippery slope that we don't want to go down. And Rabbi said, that's the reason that Chazal said, get Moussa, be... Or possible, but be'etzim it should be kosher. Mid really is kosher. It's only mid that it's not going to be kosher. Called the makarish the maybe. But the bottom line is, it's only mid that it's only not going to be kosher. And being that it's only mid that it's not going to be kosher, so therefore again it's still going to happen. The gemara says if that's the case. mean if you're telling me that a get by is identical to a get by Israel on a dairaisa level, it's only because of it, the rabbanu not then shaloy kiddin afilu reich haget anybody then why is it that shaloy kiddin doesn't not have a reich haget v'nahave shaloy kiddin ki Yisrael look her the shaloy kiddin of the evi kichamen should be like the shaloy kiddin of Yisrael umifzol nami livsol. and just like by the Yisrael what's the loch if it is again most of the Yisrael shaloy kiddin that loch is on at the very least it's going to be poysol in that it's going to create a, a situation that she's a grush It's going to have a reich again. So the same should be true as it relates to the avikahavim. Meaning, once you see that there is a chilik between the gemulso of the yisrael, the gemulso of the avikahavim, it sounds like that chilik must be even on a dayraisa level. Because if midayraisa gemulso by avikahavim is a regular again, then the gemara holds in svarah shaloi kedin even at the very least should have to have a reich again. Bahad raya by yisrael shaloi kedin as a reich again. So here too it should have to have a You want to tell me it's possible, Got You want to tell me call them a gara adaita whatever? All those svarahs. I got that too. Meaning, because of Exera. But as it relates to Rechaget, there's no Svar of Exera. If it's Kedin, there's a Rechaget, such like it should also be a Rechaget. Elamai there must be some fundamental difference between a Gemurse of Yisrael and Getmosa of an Akum. Eladigmar says, You have to say what Mashashashia said is, Bedusa. What does Bedusa mean? It's not true. With the time of my, and if that's the case, why is it then? Meaning Hajra Kushulu Duchte, what was the Kasha? Why is it that a again Ma'usabikhavim is Pasulu paysal aman of shakh? If they're Pnayasuye, then it should be Kasha. And if they're not suye, it shouldn't even be Paisal. So you have to say a different territory and the territ is my kidin bikidindi is time of my kiddin bikidindi isra michlif. Shaloy kidin bikidin yisra loy michlif. It's all because of exera. The reason Khazal said that if an ovek and is best and forces a yid to give a get, you have to be chayish for the get. hum it's going to have a rare get. It's only because of gzeira. The gzeira was we were afraid you might confuse it with the get of Yisrael. So if it was done kiddin, so that's when you are going to have to think that maybe people are going to start making mistakes. They're going to say, oh, this is not good. Now the Kedin of the Yisrael is also not good. So, number one, there's more of a far to make this mistake and the stakes are much higher as well because Kedin be Yisrael is a regular Koshroget and you're going to think it's not a regular Koshroget. So therefore, we had no choice but we had to institute a, a Reh But Shalai Kedin, Shalai Kedin, michlof, and if to that reason, there we don't have to be worried. So, i postscript to this. So, this rabbi Yosef, his Rebbe, who was sitting and he was forcing a yid to give again. Um, so, Rav Abaya told Rav Yosef, anan had yoytes anan. We're had yoytes. What does that mean? We don't have smicha. I thought every person that paskins has a smicha hanging on his wall. yayra, yadin, yadin. Yeah, but we don't have the smicha of once upon a time. And the tanya we learned at a said so. anytime you find like a bezdin of even if they have the capacity to paskin like we know is our the Pasuk says, said another this is the we need that dinim all have to be brought in front of smuchim not so Abaya tells Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, you're forcing someone to give a get. We're hadiotis. And if we're hadiotis, we can't do it. Meaning, this ability to be considered a Bezdin shal Yisrael for the laws of ma'usah that would require a certain rank and file that we don't have because of the fact that we're hadiotis. And hadiotis don't have the ability to, to do this. Amale, so he told him back, meaning it's true, we ourselves don't have the ability to do it. And from actually, it sounds like because we're living in chutzlaretz, and chutzlaretz, we're all hadyaitis, but at the same time, we're shluchim of the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. And being that in Eretz Yisrael, they would have the ability to do it, we're acting as their agents. So really, he you knows presiding over this get The Bezzarinarius is right. We're acting as their shluchin. And he said, I'll prove it to you. Why is this different than regular dine mumminous? Halvais, any mouth of a liver, or different halachas of a dives, mixas, all these different types of shilas. How do we preside over that? For that, you also need to be mumchen, and we're hadyaitis. The territ is, Anan Shlikusyu That's the territory for this as well. It says Murray Hoki, if that's the case, Xalas Vikhavalois Nami. So you told him, why can't we do Xalas vechavolos? Xailas vechavolos are different dinim that they didn't do in Chutzlaritz. And the reason is because they weren't mumkin, they weren't smuchen. Aye, if there's a svar of Shlikusayu Kovdinan, and that's why we're able to do a doisfa voice. And that's the Hesber. in why? Rav Yosef was able to do his Get Milsa. So why is it different for Exiles for Chavolas? So he told them that of Dinish to but Milsa the This Svara of Shlichusaya was only used for Milsa the Shrikha, But Milsa the Shlichah, Loi of Dinish For that, sub- that's a Milsa For that already, we don't use the Svarah of Shlichusaya. There's so much to talk about, but we're gonna have to exhale. And as it relates to raid only because the Mesachta is over. It's literally at this point two. Days and a raid bite remaining. So just to talk about something that I think is you the stick to Masechtis Gittin. It's raid that was left on the table several times during the course of the Masechtah. And it's also a shlama to an Indian that we've spoken about a lot in the past, specifically when we learned Masechtis Yivanas. And that is, there was a great rabbi, Chadman Arishainen. That lived in the late 10th century, early 11th century, whose name was Rabenu Gershim. Now, Rabenu Gershim was Rabban Shol Kol Bnei ha-goyle. so much so that Rabenu Gershim is known as Rabenu Gershim Ma'or Hagayva. The MS is: there's a lashon from Rashi in a tshuva. This is in Shailos it's Rashi Semenayin, where Rashi was quoting Rabenu Gershim. And he gave a one-line hespin on him. Rashi said as follows, Rabbeinu Gershon, quote, Sheheir Ene He was literally someone that lit up the eyes of the exile. ashkenaz, So Rashi said about Rabbeinu Yoino, that he was Heir, Rabbeinu Gershon, that he was Heir Enei V'kulonu mi we're literally all his talmidim. Every single yid that's living in Ashkenaz, heisach ha-talmid for Rabbeinu Gershem. So Rabbeinu Gershem was Ma'er HaGoylo. He was literally rabban Shel Kol Agoila in the words of Rashi. Now, Rabbeinu Gershem, in addition to being uh, obviously a great teacher, and he wrote svarim and he wrote, and he wrote uh, Pirush hashas v'chule v'chule, he's also very famous for making takonos. And I was thinking that, you know, you look back in Jewish history, there were certain tzaddikim, certain leaders that distinguished themselves and that they felt that Tzayr HaShah, during the time that they were living, that it was very, very important to institute takanas, Just a few that come to mind. Ezra HaSeifer, you have all the different takanas of Ezra. Now, Ezra was also a member of the Anshei Knesset Zagdailah, who, of course, introduced all the Dinei de Rabbanah, and that's a whole different Indian. But Ezra, the person, we're familiar with a lot of the takanas that were made by Ezra HaSeifer. We had... Rabbi Gamliel Hazokin, and Hillel Hazokin, a lot of their takanas were mentioned in Perek in Perek Rabbi Yoich Zake after the destruction of the second Mesa Hamikdash, he made a lot of takanas. Rabbi Nur Gershon, as we're about to discuss, is famous for his takanas. Rabbi Nur Tam, also underrated, made many, many takanas. So there were certain gudolim throughout the generations that part and parcel of their legacy is the takanas that they made, very, very high on that list is Rabbi Gershom. Now, Rabbi Gershom made many, many takhanas b'chayev, but there were two takhanas that he made that were mareshoilomois and specifically redefined Jewish marriage. So, Rabbi Gershom literally came and he made two asterisks to say the notion, what we're learning right now, that completely redefined the basic laws of Jewish marriage. The first, which is the most famous of the two, was that a man is not allowed to marry more than one wife. So, although a man can have more than one wife, the others all had more than one wife. Although a man can have more than one wife, all the Mishnaiyas and is that deal with Saras and Saras, Saras at Sayyid Kala'ilah, Rabbi Uggershim said that it's going to be halachically forbidden. For a person to marry more than one wife. The second takana that Rabbi Nigershin made that literally redefined Jewish marriage was that although miyikra din throughout Masechet Sgetin gerushin is something that can be done bal the man has to have das if he wants to give again. The sugya of get usa today's daf notwithstanding. But a man has to have das when he gives a get. But a woman doesn't have to have das. A woman can be as balkarcha. Rabbi Gershom came and he made a takona and he said that it's not okay for a man to divorce his wife balkarcha. Now, Rabbi Gershom didn't just Make a t-kana. He didn't just say, you should know that we're putting out a kolkaira and it's not going to be okay for a person to violate polygamy or for a person to divorce his wife. Al-Karcha. He made a cheirin. He didn't just say it. He put an exclamation mark on it. Now, what exactly is a cheirin? So we're not going to go into this right now, but Baruch Hashem, we have the related raid bites. And what we learned and we discussed the first of the we did a whole raid bite on this. And it's really based on the Ramban and his Mishpatei Achirim, But... The punchline of it is that according to many Rishonim, a is a dindai raisa. It's an incredible concept that there's a leader of the Jewish people that has the ability to impose a gzera, and that gzera is not going to be like a regular we where Sophic dirabanon, Lakula and all the different Leniencies that you find by Xerus Chazal. No, it has a din literally, as if it would be a passing in the Torah. So Rabbeinu Nogershin said that a man can't marry more than one wife, or Rabbeinu Nogershin said that a man can't divorce his wife. Balkarcha. it literally was as if Moshe Shchinim and was saying the same thing. It has a din of a day rise. Now, is, does everybody hold this way? This is a whole sugya I am berated by. But the bottom line is, is Rabbi made a takana. He gave it the koyach of Cherem Two that define the laws of marriage. Now, the first, that a man's not allowed to marry a second wife, we discussed in detail three raid in Masech desi The second one is the one that's Dover Beitay Matoiv. And that is, Rabbeinu Geshem's that a man cannot divorce his wife, Balkara. So just to appreciate what Rabin Geshem was saying, a man really is the one that gets to decide whether he wants to be divorced or not be divorced. Now that's in contrast to marriage. A man can't force a woman to marry her. We're gonna stop Masachat's Kedushin in a few days. A woman has to have Das in order for the Kedushin to be a Kedushin. But Geirishin, divorce, doesn't work that way. As it relates to and there the halacha is, it says in the Torah, the man has to have das to, to write the Gad. He has to have das. He has to do a mice and a sin. As far as her participation in the get. all she needs to have is a hand. But as long as he puts it in her hand, whether she wanted it or she didn't want it, even if it happened, is it's going to be okay. Stating that, Rabbi Gershom came and takana that shouldn't be this way. And the reason Rabbi Gershom made this Takano was because Rabbi Gershom observed that people were being mezals and their wives people were getting married then they decided you know something they don't want to be married anymore so no problem you give a get it's not a big deal you could do it and like this you're going to be divorced and he felt that people were being mezuzel in the Benois Yisrael. So to prevent the zilzel in the Benois Yisrael, he went ahead and he instituted this takana. Just to quote Leshonei Azov Shalach Samsoifer in one of his truvas that he talks about this Chaim We'll get back to this truva later. But this is an Evin Ezra galaf Galif Etzim and Gimel. So he says he saw that there were prutsim, that they were being mezazel in these kosher, these tsnuais, these bnuais yisrael. And the Chsam Soifer says, You know what he saw? The Erev he bought literally at night the woman would come he would get married and in the morning he already sent her away and he felt that that was a tremendous zilzal and to prevent this from happening he said you know something you want to divorce your wife that's fine you have a right to do that but at the same time she's going to get to decide whether she wants to accept the Geirishim and if you're going to be of Alkarcha it's a cheirin you are over literally on this Isidai Raisa. now this takana of Rabbeinu Geirishim Kumuvan is brought down in Shulchan In fact, both of the Takanas of Arbino Gershon are brought down in Shulchan The first came of Arbino that a man can't marry a second wife is brought down in Ebena Ezer, Simon Aleph. Literally, right in the beginning of Evin Ezer, it's in Sif Yud and uh, Shukhanar Echvir, Veir. discusses the Chaim Daravener the second Chaim Daravener that a man can't divorce his wife. Balkarha, that's brought down in Evin Ezer Kuf Yotes. It's in Sivva. So the Mechaber says as follows: Yochai A man can divorce his wife beloy without. Her das, says the Ramah, Fakholzamidina. This is all true Mi Igradin. Avo Rab Rabbenugershim Hikrim Shaloy Lagarish Isha Show Midaita. Rabinu Gershem made a khairim that a man is not allowed to divorce his wife, Balkarcha. And then he goes on and gives some exceptions to the rule where maybe it's gonna be okay. So the Mahabr says Yochalagarshabloy Daito, and then the Ramah adds to that, Av Rabbenu Gershem Hikrem, Rabbenugersham made a khairim, shalish isha shalomidaito. It's interesting that in Simon Kuf tests regarding Gerish and Bal it's only the Ramah that brings the cherim, the Rebbein or Geirish. The Mechabra himself doesn't bring it. The Mechabra says, Yochul a it's the Ramah that says, V'chol z'amidin. In Simon Aleph, we're... The Shulchan Aruch discusses the other cherim, the Rabbeinu They that you're let him marry a second wife, there the Mechaber does bring it. And the Mechaber says as follows, Rabbeinu Gershem hichrim al al-ishtay. Rabbeinu Gerashim made a that if somebody's going to marry a second wife, even though he's married, it's going to be a, a very, very terrible thing. And then the Mechaber says, avol b'yevam oloy hichrim, he never made his Chaim <laughs> regarding yavam and he also never made his Chaim <laughs> regarding The <laughs> Machabra continues and says, The <laughs> you should know, it never spread throughout all the lands. Additionally, When Rabbeinu made his ta'konos, he didn't make it loilam vad. He wanted it to be in effect up until the end of the Elif HaChemishi. But beyond the Elif they were already, he never intended to make the takkan So, the Bechaber in Simen Kofi as relates to what we're calling the second Cherem of doesn't mention the Cherem of at all it's the Ramah that says of the Cholza it's being introduced by the Ramah yet in Simen Aleph and when we're discussing the first of the Cherem of and that is the Cherem that a person is not let to marry a second wife that is brought down by the Mechaber why? I don't know it's above my pay grade but the bottom line is the Mechaber brings it in Simen Aleph, the Mechaber does not bring it in Simen Kofiotes. But there's a very interesting Shiloh that the Poiskin discuss, meaning the early, early Pisgim discuss, and that's going to be the topic of part one of this raid by the Be'ez Hashem tomorrow, We'll discuss a very, very fascinating part too. But as it relates to part one, just really introducing the topic. So the Mechaber brought the Chemdur to Rabbeinu Gershom and Siman Aleph. He brought the Chemdur der Rabbeinu Gershom that a man's not allowed to have two wives. And he added two very important caveats. Number one, you should know Rabbeinu Gershom made this Takana, but it never really took root in all the lands. Now, which lands did it take root in and which lands did it not take root in? So all the Rishonim say. It took root in the lands of Ashkenaz. Rabbi Nachman lived most of his life in Germany. So in Germany, in France, in that area, that's where it took root. But in all the Arze Svorat, where the Jews were living, whether it was Spain or Morocco, and all those different places, over there, the cheirem of Rabbeinu Gershon was like poshto. Over there, it never took root. That's the first caveat that the Mechaber said. The second is, that there was a, an expiration date on the Takana. So the Takana was put into place until the end of the fifth thousand of the years of But beyond that, it wasn't meant to be put into place. As if to say that the Cherem ben Regershon expired how many years ago? It's easy math today is Tavshin Pei Gimel 783 years ago right Tavshin Pei Gimel means it's 5,783 we're only saying the Tavshin Pei Gimel part we understand that we're 5,000 we're in the Elfashishi right now we're counting that but the point is that this would have expired 783 years ago which if you do back of the envelope arithmetic it's the year 1240 so it's a very long time ago so the two caveats that the Mechaber said as it relates to the Kerem Derev and number one Pasha Takonasa V'chala Arat says Number two, lehechrim ela atzoy for So here's the shayla. The shayla is, what about the second of the chirim de Rabbi The chirim de Rabbi that a man can't be megarish ishtei Balkarchai. Was that also leposhto takonase b'chal arutzlays? And was that also lehechrim ela atzoy for elav hakamishi or not? There's no mechaber. If you open up a Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't even bring the Halacha. So obviously, we're not going to know the answer to this question from looking at the Mechaber. So, the these two major league caveats that the Mechaber mentions in Aleph are they true? For the Chaim of Rabbi Nigershim, Shleig the Bal Karcho not. Now, to be clear, if you go through the Tshuvas, and there are countless Tshuvas on the topic of Chaim of Rabbi the fact that the Mechaber said Loi poshta takonase is a tremendous kula, Certainly for people that live in Sfar. and the fact that the Mechaber said is a. Massive cooler for everybody because really what it means is that this chirim although it has a din of a dairaisa it's mamish uh, beged the etzras sofer and it's mamish like a prusbal pesed gomer but at the same time it expired seven hundred and eighty three years ago so if that's the case for sure it's going to be cooler day and it is cool, all the true it's cooler day so the question is what about the other chirim rabbi does that have that koych teater as well or does that not have the koych teater as well so. The is that in the Sefer Get Poshed, which was written by one of the Kadmoyim, Ramosha ibn Chaviv, he clears the Shailah. It's in Simin Kufyotes and Ilkhaz Gittin, Ain Lagarsha he's quoting the Ramah, Tzorach Iim, in Takonazud Rabbeinu Gershem, Hoysha at Soifa Eleph, Hahei, Gahid Tikin Shloy Yisabez, the little Simon Aleph, or not. So the Get Poshed already cleared the Shailah, and he bled by a little bit of a suffic, stating that what was a suffic to the machaber Sefer, Get poshut was really poshut as we'll see, to some of the Greise, Greise, Kad And again, the Haktama to this whole Inyan is that it's Rechava Mineyam, literally. Be'echas There's so much here. But just to walk away with one Dover Mesuyim from the Gidoile, Gidoile, Gidoile Hadar from yesteryear, as it relates to this particular question, and that is, does... The Khairam de Rabbein Garashim, Shiloh Lagarish Ishtar Balkarchai, have some of the Kayah the based on the caveats that the Mahabra himself mentioned in Ibn Ezra Simon Aleph that it was A, Lai Pashta Takanasa Bhakala Ratsai, and B likehrim Ella Tsayf al-Vahmishi, or maybe for whatever reason this khirim would have been different. So the first of the two Maramakaimas, the two Shitas, as relates to the Shaila, is none other than Maron HaBeis himself. So the Beis yosef wrote a, a long, fascinating tshuva on this topic. It's Kedaitis, it's and There's so much there. There's a lot of Sikhas Schulen, Shell Abis Yosef tucked away in that tshuva. It's Mamish Dvarim the Flam Adam Oit. It's its own, not raid bite, raid bites. There's so much there. But the bottom line is, this is in Shaila the chuva Yosef. It's in Dinek Subis. It's Shaila Yodalit. So, just from going through the tshuva and gleaning a little bit between the lines, it seems that the Beis Yosef and his Bezden had issued a psaq where they were very makele for someone to marry a second wife. And it was based on what the Beis Yosef himself brings in the Mechaber, <laughs> And that is, that although there's a a not to marry a second wife, and being that in the times of the B'shosev was already after the year 1240, so it already expired, and being that it already expired, so based on that, you don't have to worry about it. And the B'shosev, when he brought the source that the, Khairim had an expiration date. He brought in the name of the Rajpah. He brings it to Marik in a few places, quotes this Rajpah, but he brings it from the Rajpah. That the Rajpah, Rabban shal Kobane a meoi agoila in his own right. He was the one that said that Rabbeinu Gershom, when he made this takono, he only made it at soifal of hachamishi. And it was based on that that he went ahead and he was maker. So it seems that there was a Yid. And this Yid, I don't know who it was, but was clearly very, very khashev. He was... Ma'orir on the Psach of the Beis Yosef. And he writes to the Beis Yosef, uh, a, a long tshuva, and he tells the Beis Yosef, I have a whole bunch of problems with your psach. The issue he has is that you're quoting a Rajma, that the Rajma said that the of Derbena Gashim sp- expired in the year 1240. I have a problem. You know why? Because there's a tshuva from the Ran. And this Tshuva's Saran is in Shal's Tshuva's Simon Simen Memches. And over there, the ran was discussing the Chimdur Abednego and he has a long truva, I looked it up, and it's a ganzarichos, it's a whole matzif. And the ran himself is reckoning very, very stark with this Chimdur Abednego So the shoyal told the Bessie Yosef, you know when the ran lived? The Ran lived in the 14th century. When Misparam, he was born in the year 1320 and he passed away 60 years later in the year 1380. The Ran is one of the last Rishonim. And the Ran lived in the 14th century, which is already 100 years after the Rashba claimed, the Cherem Dereb expired. And from the fact that the Ran is being mefalful, the way he was in the Cherem Dereb it was muchach to this year, who's was being ma'oran, the Besides of that he didn't hold like the Rashba. So he said, Mechate, so you have a right to go ahead and quote a Rajba. You see, the Ran, who is a Basroi? He clearly didn't hold it as Rajvah and if he didn't hold it as Rashi, some echates you have a right to go ahead and do what you do. And then he told the Beis Yosef that you know what? Apel to me. You yourself. So this Yid had access to the svarim of the Beis Yosef. You yourself in your Beis Yosef, and you appeared that you were on the tour in Simon Reish Chavches. That's in Hilchas Nadorim I saw you quote this Ran. That ran is a Hilchas The Diggeran. I saw you quote it. So I know you know the ran. So Reboy Nadal Makulo, he came to very, very sharp.. I mean he to the sharf. I can't even fathom that. But he's talking sharf to the Yosef, and he tells him, I possibly don't understand how you can issue this Psaq. You're going with a Rajba, you forgot about the Ran, and you know this ran. You didn't forget about it, because you quoted it in Hilchas Nadarim, It's Simen Reish Khofchas. So I'll just read the the first paragraph. It's Pasha Clinic in understanding Kloliapsaq, specifically, we're getting this from the author of the Shulchan Aruch himself. So he says like this, Your grace, satayinah, that I'm saying that the uh, Chimdur Gershom expired and you're telling me the ran clearly didn't hold that way. Says the Beis Yosef, Shad in the Ran is shevadai loyra tshuvas harashba zal haniskar. It's posh that the Ran never saw the Rashba. The gam loyshama mashas shama harashba, and he never heard whatever it was that the Rashba. Meaning he didn't see the Rashba, and whatever it was that the Rashba had heard that caused them to write what he wrote, he didn't hear. And says the Beis Yosef loyshamati enaraya she'en oimem lemisha loyra es haChodosh yovayzvi yait elolami shera meaning. Not knowing something is in and of itself not a right. There ain't suffix says the Beisoy. She'ilu Aran ha-yeroy 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 It's possible to me had Aran known this Raj but he wouldn't have written what he wrote. Because you find the Marik did the same thing and the Marik the Marik himself the Marik lived after the Aran and the reason is because he understood what I understood that the if the Rajbah brings something and the Ran just doesn't bring it, then you have to be Simik on the Rajbah. Because you have to assume that the Ran just didn't know the Rajbah, and that's why he didn't bring it. There's no Machleykus going on over here. Elamar Shamar, the Had the Ran heard it. He would have been Makabal as well. Then he tells him that you know you mentioned that I knew this ran So I already told you I knew this ran I just wasn't impressed. But you asked me why I quoted Iran. He said, well, that's not a Kasha. He said, where did I quote Iran? It's Mamish gishmah. Beis Yosef says, I quoted it in Hilchas Nedarim. He said, did I quote it in Ebenazar? So you saw my parish, it seems like. You saw my parish in Ebenazar, Simon Aleph? Did I quote the Ran there when I discussed Hilchas Peri, where I talk about the Khim Damagash? No, I didn't mention it there. Why not? He said, because I knew that that Cheiluk of the Ran is not Oizke Halten, because it's Opgefracht from the Rashba. I was quoting a part of that Ran, that's Negei Hilches Nedarim, that's not Opgefracht. Meaning, I saw this Tshuva Saran, and I understood part of it is Opgefracht, and part of it is not. The Eben Ezer Cheiluk was Opgefracht. The Yeridei hilchas Nedarim Cheiluk was not Opgefracht. And he said, that's why I did what I did. In Eben Ezer, we're... I could have quoted the Ran for the Evan Ezra Shabai. I didn't quote the Ran because I held that the Ran's not MS. because the only reason he wrote what he wrote is because he didn't know the Rashba. But in Ilchis Nadarim, where over there there's no pickbook on what the Ran said, it's okay. I quoted the Chilah because the Ran is the Ran. And obviously, if there's a very important Chuvah's Ran on this topic, what's the Shailah? Abadi, this is something that we have no choice. This is something that we have to quote. Lamaisa, in the course of this chuva, so the Yosef says that even though the Ms is like the Rashba that the cherim der Rebbeinu was only at tzoy of ha But he says, I know that in Ashkenaz, the minig is that they still keep the cherim. And he says, the reason they keep in the is because all the Rabbani Ashkenaz were never megala to the Owa, that rabbi Gershom's tzachon was only at el of ha They didn't want to reveal the secret. But the is it's all butoyous what they're doing. Now, there's a minig, so you have to handle minig in Allah. But the bottom line is, you want to know Mitzat the Icarinian? That not. He repeats this point many times throughout the tshuva. Just one excerpt: The Chachmei Ashkenaz, how you Chachmei Ashkenaz—they were keeping this a secret. And he goes on. And he says that's why there's a kaiyach d'atera. But he says this was a secret. It. Even the Ram didn't know about it. But he says this was all one big side and because this was all one big side, therefore nobody heard about this. Some of this truva that we're not going to talk about it seems that this Yid wrote back to Rabbi Yosef Cairo to the Rabbi Yosef and he came back very very stark. Ad it sounds like he was Mavazahim. And it was for him. He came after him very, very strongly because of this psaac. So obviously there's a lot more going on here. So the Ve at the end he writes him as follows: He says, "You know this day you were my CoI." So he says, "Hanihem." The bench me with a." That's what he writes.The gave me a bro:anihem." He says, I, I have no covet when it comes to my own Indian. Ah, covet at the same He said, have no reshuss. He said, not just that. Listen to this, it's very, very sharp. He says, I heard that there's a lot of bachrim that are tumbling about this. I'm right, he's right, this one's right, my bezin. that bezin. Right, everybody got involved in this whole Indian. So the rights with an able kite, He said they should be very careful. They should remember a Gemara, a story that's told in Mesechtis Menachis Chesamid Beis. The Gemara the tells a story that Reptarfin said Allah and there was a Yid whose name was Yehuda ben Nechemya, and he asked the Kashan Reptarfin, and he felt good. I imagine you, you ask a Kashan, you frag up the God of so... A smile is going to creep out, just push it by your dimples, by the side of your lips. It's inevitable that something like that's going to happen. And Rabbi Kiva was there. So it be a chiddush to me if you have a riches yomem. The Cain also lied. So he writes, says the b'siroy says he rots in shloya and shloayado. So I say a tefila that because of this mice and befrat because of my psak nobody should be punished. The him yitnu al libam loshim b'tzuvah and all the people that are tumbling about this they should do tzuvah ye I kablu rabim as tzuvasim and everyone should be mekabel their tzuvah. Then he says when in your matshenogah bechvay tzivri says I heard that this person he was pagan the of my safer, loy echos. It says, I, I don't care. Because as it relates to my Sefer, he, whoever this person is, won't have the ability to cause any shame to my Sefer. Then you shabcheu lo shubach. And he also doesn't have the ability to make my Sefer a Choshev a Sefer. He said, there's no person, what? He was Mazalza my Sefer, therefore what? My is going to be mezuzal. There's incredible Sikha from the Beis Yosef. I'm being makatzer. But the bottom line is, is that the Beis Yosef wrote this tshuva based on the Rajbo with his tremendous Koyuch Now, Toych Dvarov, in 10 pages here, from the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef entertained the Tzad that maybe, and it's Negei Hishmuz, Ayin sham, this, that the Rajva heard a rumor, that lay nespashtah hatakana to all the lands, and more importantly, Benegi shuva that it only went until the soifela Thachamishi. maybe that was only true as it relates to the cherem of not marrying the second wife. But as it relates to the other cherem, the cherem, not to be Megarish Balkarcha, maybe there it's not true so he says it could be it's possible it could be Ella, I don't think it's true that the other takonois, and specifically this Takono of not being Megarish Balkarcha said the Bess Yosef talked away in this beautiful Tshuva that I believe that the that truva was also Allah at Soif Al-Vahmishi. And if that's the case, we have this Rajba and we have this Kayahhthat Teyrah, not only with regards to the khairam of not marrying a second wife, but with regards to the other khairam as well. In other words, the get Ram Moshe ibn Khaviv, Khadbin Akadmoynam. He cleared a shayla. What was the shayla? that the machabran aleph, when he brings the khim der That person's not married two wives. So he says that this takana was only at Saif al-Vahmishi. Also was like the spash to look and. They Gives it a tremendous character, And now we know the rest of the story. The base Joseph, who was so adamant and passionate about this, and his chuva and simonyo dalit, and it comes from the Rajba. And even though the Ran said not that way, but loisha mati and as a result, this is the psaq that he had. What about in Simon Kokt The Mechaber didn't even bring the Kherim. So we don't know if it had that caveat. Oh, but the Beis Yosef, who's the Mechaber, was Mechaladaita himself. He wrote it in a Chuvah. In that Chuvah, Simon Yotalad, Beis Yosef, he had a tzariyat as a havamina, but it was a fleeting havamina. And he writes beforeish that all the coolest that you have regarding the Chemda Armenogershim, not to marry a second wife, is also going to be true regarding the Chemda Armenogershim, that a person is not allowed to. Be Megarish, his wife, Balkarcha, stating that. Although it's a mefurish Chuvah and shyless etshuva, Yosef. But in the Torah of the Neidah Yehuda, and in the Torah from the Chesam Soifer, it's not that way. In fact, the Neidah Yehuda says mefurish and Kama veKama the And the, Beisio- the Chesam goes in the Derek Neidah, he quotes the Yehuda. Many, many places in his tshuvas, he says that the Mechaber, and the Rishonim were that the Kerem, the Rabbeinu Gershom, of not marrying a second wife, has Coolest. It was like to B'chala Ratzais, and it was only Yatsoy for But as it relates to the other Cherim der Ben-Gershim, for that already there's no such evidence. For that already we're not aware of anything. And as a result, said the Noy de Yehuda, Ubedarko the is going to be that that Cherim der Ben-Gershim is going to be more stringent, it's going to be more chamer, and you're not going to have these coolest. Now the Noy de Yehuda, in two places, he says that my Makar was one Maramakim. In one place, he says that I don't remember exactly what the modern is. In another place, he says that I'm away now. I'm in the Berg. He says, I don't have Svarim with me. And if my memory is not playing games with me, I think the Makar is what? I think the Makar is a... It's a ran. It's a Tshuva Then he says the Makar is a Tshuva but it's not the ramb that the biseris was handling in that shuva. It's a different ramb. It's in simin lamidches. I'll just read you one excerpt. It's the excerpt that the night of Yehuda was focusing on. It's also a long shuvah. Says the ramb v'zel shayney shanu muchzaken sheyeshcherem akihilois bedavar oi takonas rabbeinu gereshim zah the ze zeh poshati suray bechol Yisra. This spread everywhere. Says, I never heard of an Isha being Miskareshes Balkarcha, which means that it was Nispashe Pachalar Ratzes. to be Yehuda, and this is what he means. Duran said, Duran lived in Swart. So he said that I see in Spain and in the areas that I live that you'll never find a man that's going to divorce his wife Balkarcha must be that even though Rabbeinu lived in Germany, but really it was Nespasheit Pachal So now I said, I understand. I thought all the Rishonim the Bishayim have already quoted it in, in Eben Ezer and the Machaber. I thought all the Rishonim say Mefurish, that what? That it was like Nespasheit Pachal So he says, must be that there's a chilek must be there's a fundamental difference between the two charams and the chirim not to marry two wives. That was like esvash the bechal arutzlis. but the chirim sholei the garish That was yenasvash the bechal Ratzais. And if you're going to find this difference as it relates to esvash the bechal arutzlis, so now tame lo chacham viyech Let's apply this further. That means all the coolest that we have maybe were well, only that regarding that chirim, but not with regards to the other chirim. And if that's the case, said the noyda of Yehuda a gavald a that all the coolest that you find you only find with regards to the cheirem not to marry a second wife, not with regards to the cheirem, not to be Megarish ishtoy bal karcha. Now the emphasis on like Yehuda said it and the chasam brings it but it's kinegadim afurash besi Yosef. It's literally kinegadim besi Yosef. Now, did the Noyidah Yehuda have shayelus besi Yosef? It's very possible not. I don't know the history of Shai'el T'shuva's Beis Yosef, but this is not the Beis Yosef spirit on the tour. It's not the Mechaber. It's tucked away in the middle of a tshuva in Shai'el T'shuva's Beis Yosef. Mechaber didn't didn't quote the tshuva's Beis Yosef. As far as I know, the Chasam Soifah didn't either quote it. So I'm not sure. But the bottom line is that really what emerges from all this is that there seems to be a very, very fundamental Machloikis with regards to understanding the other cherem, the cherem de Rabbi not to be megaris and isha bal karcha. The Bais Yosef says meforish and a that all the coolest that you find that the mechaber himself quoted in Siman Aleph with regards to Tsoif aleph achamishi and loy nespashto. It's true for the other cherem as well, not to be Megarish and isha karcha. Whereas the, the Yehuda said meforish not that way, based ironically on a Sarah. And the Chassam Soifer goes kedarkay, and they said that no, that the cherem de Rabbi shlei the garish bal karcha. That's more The one not to marry two wives. That's going to be more. The question is why? Why would it be that way? Why would the Chayrim, the Rabbeinah in the world of the Noid of Yehuda and the Chsam soifer, not to be Megarish and Isha be the more Chomor of the two Chayrims? So it's interesting, the Chsam Soifer in Evan Ezer, Simon Aleph, this is literally the first Truva in Evena Ezer. So the Chsam says the following He says, Were I not afraid to say a Chidish that no one ever said? Havamino, I would have thought Rabagamil, I've repeated, keep on saying Rabagamliel, Harry Tikan based taconis. He was masaken two taconus. Echoch loy Lagarish Balkarch. The he ikris. That's the icker one, finisqab le b'chol makan, and that's the one that was nisqabel everywhere. Kimoish amafurish petuvas haran similam etches. That's that round that the night buda quotes. The iduk and the second one was shaloi lisa b'ez nashim, not to marry two wives. Va'osoloi nispash to kolkach, and that one really didn't take on so much. And the reason for that one is that you shouldn't fight. Venerally says the Chassam Sofer that Shnia Talia Berishayna. This is the Lulie the Mestafino part. That the second takana was really taller than the first. After Reb Ben Ugersh made a takana that you can't be Megaris Bal Karcho. So what's going to happen if a person finds himself in a situation where he wants to give his wife a get? She doesn't want to accept it. But he wants it and she doesn't. And they're fighting about it. She gets to choose. Meaning she has a vote. They have to work it out. They have to negotiate something. Someone's going to have to maybe intervene to figure out a way to make this happen. In the meantime, he's living with a nachos v'kfifachas. You know what saw. You know what people were doing in those situations. He said, "No problem. You know what? It's fine. No problem. You don't want to take the get? Don't take the get. We're living in separate houses. I'm going to get married anyways." And you know what happened? That just caused so much more machloikis. Because in the meantime, now he had multiple wives. It's natural. The Takhono not to be bal Balkarcha, it ended up feeding this new Indian where suddenly people who would have never married a second wife were marrying second wives. Al it's for that reason, Khazabatikain, Shalai Lisa Bez Nashem. That's the reason he had to go ahead and he had to make the second taccana. So Binageshim never felt that he had to make the second taqono. Maybe it wasn't so prevalent. We've spoken at a rate by a from Ruf Margolis that it was very loy shchiach for people to marry two wives. So could be it wasn't so prevalent. But once he made the balkarcha, then all of a sudden it became prevalent. Because every situation where a woman didn't want to take a get, his next move was, no problem, I'll marry a second wife. And that was something that was mutter. And it was mer bemach be bi It brought ketat to be All the issues that are the reasons that were given by the Rishonim for why Rabbeinu made this Takana certainly went ahead and played itself out. But it says, if it was okay for a person to divorce Balkarcha, like Habegazit would have never made this Gzeera. Now again, we're already at the end of the Masech, though. we have no time anymore, but the Chasam Soifer, based on this luli the Mestafino, says a Chodesh Godel, but the bottom line is, it said the, that I believe that really the two takonas were not on the same level. The iker takona that Rabbi Gershom was coming to make was the takona not to divorce your wife. As a result of that, he felt that he had to back it up. And the way he backed up that takona was by making a second takana, a second cherem, and that is they not let him marry another wife. In other words, in the world of... The and in the world of the Chassam Soifer, that other takana was really the Ikr takana. It's not just Mohammed. it was the ikr takana. The second takana was just coming to enforce it and to be mechazikin and to address an issue that was a a byproduct of that original takana. In the Beis Yosef, there's no remiss to this. The Beis Yosef says before Shin is tshuva that all the coolers you have by one, you have by the other. In fact. I don't think it would be unreasonable to argue that the Yosef didn't even bring the Takano, Shiloy L'Garish Ishtar Val Karchal, which we spoke at in the beginning of the Raid bite as a Pella, but at the same time, he brought the Rabbeinu Gershem Hichrim Al anoise Al Ishtar, but he never brought the other one. He says, M'Furishim Kuf Yotes Vav Yochil L'Garishim he doesn't even mention, Asadah Azar Rabbeinu Gershem. Which is counterintuitive because the Beis Yosef is writing for who? He's writing for the Chachmei Sfar. Right? What was the Ramah's Pirish on the Beis Yosef? Right. So there is different legends about the Ramaz. He wrote a proper whatever. But Halacha Isa, When you open up a Shulchan Ar, what do you see? You see the Machaber. Who, that's Shulchan Ar. Right? That is the Shulchan Aruch. But the Ramah felt that a lot of the halachas that the Bisho Yosef poskined in his Mechaber was based on the Minhagim of Sfarad. And Yid has to follow his Minig. Minig Yisrael Torah. It's a very, very real thing. You can't just be Mishani a year in We spoke about that not long ago with the nosach Sfar and the Ashkenaz and that whole pullness. But the Ramah is not so posh to go ahead and change your Minig. So the Ramah said that this this Machab, that was written, is a safer sauce for anyone whose family has been living in Germany for the last 500 years. What are they going to do with the safer? There's so many halachas that's not for them. See, he wrote Horus. He wrote comments and he said, oh, if you come from France, this is what you're supposed to do. Based on all the Gedalia Paiskin that were in Ashkenaz, Rashi and the Bali Tosphus, But the bottom line is, that was the whole use of what the Ramah was. Like, that is the Ramah. So yet, the Kherim that the Noy De Behuda and the Chasam for at Taining was loy nispasheit into the Anche Svarad, that cheyrem of not marrying two wives, that the Mechabra himself says, like Pachatak and says, that the Bessio Yosef brought. But the, the cheyrem not to be Megarish Balkarcha, which in the Noy and the Chasam world never made it, uh, was nispasheit in Sforad, like the Ran says before, that one the Bessio Yosef completely Nishvisindik from, it's Mama Shapela. It's Tavka the Ramah who had to make that comment. So, again, there's a lot here, but the bottom line is, is this is the Cherem De'Aben R'Gerashim. Just to end, and we spoke this out, when well, we learned Masech De but it, I think it's definitely, definitely, kedai to, to say it again, but Frat, in Mamesh, jumps off the page when you learn this, Lulei De Mustafina Amina, from the Helikich Samsoifer, and that is, it's your dua that the Astros Tzarebbe said, that... Rabbeinu Gershom was called Rabbeinu Gershom Ma'or And why was he Zoycha to be called Ma'or So he said that the reason is because Rabbeinu Gershom made two takonas. He made a takana that, that a man is not allowed to divorce his wife, Bal And he made another takana that a man is not allowed to take a second wife. And he said that is a takana. those are takonas that literally light us up in the Golas. He says, why? He says, because when the Yidin sin, and when the Yidin do have eris, so what is the inclination of the Abishta? It's to be Megarish klai Yisrael. Yuma, Dav, Beis. And that's always what the inclination is. So, Rebbein went ahead, and said, I'm afraid that in the course of the Golas, he saw this a thousand years ago. He says, how do I know there's not going to be a time that the Abishta is not going to decide, I want to be Megarish klai so he got up and he made a takon the takon was that a man is not allowed to divorce his wife balkarche. and if he was that that's the din that's the mitzvah in this world that a man can't divorce his wife that in shemayim we have to be with that as well that's the choice in the hakdama, right MS may MS comes from the ground. And as a result, I a Yiddus, I have no choice. So the debish says can't divorce Kaiso Balkarcha. But then he realized, and with the Sam Soifer it's so beautiful, that I don't know if that's enough. Because you know what's gonna happen if a man can't divorce his wife Balkarha, what's he gonna do? He's gonna end up taking the second wife, Mamish Th Sam And how do I know that Abish is not gonna take another umma? So he went and he made another Takana. He made a Takana, number one, you can't divorce your wife, and number two, you can't take another wife either. It is what it is. You're going to have to figure out to how to live with Klai And by doing that, he mamish saved the Jewish people. And Ashaf Sereba, Shusayog and said, that's why Rabbeinu Gershon was known as Ma'ir HaGoyle, because his two takonis is literally what's kept us going for the last thousand years. And we have this haftachet that it doesn't matter how low we fall. At the end of the day, we know that the number one can't ever throw us away. And not just that, the Eibishter can't bring the Tzar in. The Eibishter can't even bring another Uma in this is part one, the Ez Sashem Tomorrow, part two.